Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I already fell asleep. I'm surprised I didn't mess that up because we haven't recorded an actual episode in so long. And I had drilled into my head been that long, to do it? it correctly for the um, for the special bonus episode. I guess I should get the, box the last time we recorded was... I don't even know. When we watched Two Escobars on 6-4. No, Aladdin. Aladdin on 6-6. Six, six, ten days ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not long. And I don't even remember how many episodes of the networks we did in between then. Uh, if you're not subscribed on Patreon, make sure that you are, because the network series... I can go ahead and confirm you that it is wrapped. Um, we have played that many games. That's not a spoiler on anything. We, we have a lot of games that we've played. And you'll be able to hear all about them on Patreon, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. So you'll be able to find out uh, in August is when that'll be wrapped up. Of course, this is June 17th uh, from when we were recording this. Uh, and in August is when the winners... Uh, the, winner the winners will be crowned. The winner will be crowned in the winners series that they pick of our movie selection will be watched. We, have a, we are scheduled out through August, which is incredible. Uh, oh, I have to put the schedule on my calendar that you sent me. Yes. This week, of course, episode 299 for Ocean's 8. Next week, our big milestone, 300 episodes. 300. We're also fastly approaching our six-year anniversary of the podcast oh, as Of the well. podcast. I thought you were going to say of us, and I was no. like... Uh, I wish we could go back to six After years. City of God, we got How to Train Your Dragon. We got Tu Wong Fu. We got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We got Surf Ninjas. We have the next two wrap-it-up movies that we'll discuss after today's episode. Um, we got a lot. We're planning ahead. We're getting excited about things. Um, yeah. How are you? How have you been? Are you asking me or the audience? Well, considering the audience can't fucking answer me, you I mean, they idiots. could. They could answer you. Look. This is Dora the Explorer. Excuse me. It's not my fault that the only time you ever ask how I'm doing is when we're recording this episode. It's been ten days. Yeah, I save it for here. So we can have a conversation Discord. I don't, I don't. You want me to you want me to really talk about how I am? No. No, I don't I don't care. I, I say it in the hopes that you can speak. So this podcast is an 85% me, which I, I love the sound of my own voice. Oh, we know. Everyone loves me talking. Well, no. Because I have... I think your first sentence was more accurate. That you love the sound of your voice. I was going in order I think you're of... the only person who loves the sound of your voice. You hate the sound of your voice. I know. But it's... Like I a, hate it, the sound of my voice, but it's I said... It's an all-way tie for that one, though. No, but you're the only one who loves the sound of your voice. Like, other people don't like to listen to you. 
You're still talking? Have you watched anything fun lately? Done anything? What have we been doing? Just gonna ignore me? Okay, cool. I'll just keep talking. Uh, I guess it's gonna stop you. You always talk over whatever I want to talk about anyway. She can't think quickly enough to actually... Yes, I can. Like, start... Have you watched anything good recently? What do you got going on? Already too much time. So, I watched a couple documentaries uh, this week, past weekend. Um, after two Escobars, I've been on the 30 for 30 kick. So, I watched, I rewatched This Was the XFL, about the XFL, the original version of it, not the new version, which is already also done. Uh, I also watched, that. I've seen that before, just rewatched it. I also watched a new 30 for 30. There's been uh, a batch of three. One's a two-parter, so four if you want to get technical. New 30 for 30s, one about Lance Armstrong and one about uh, Bruce Lee that I have recorded. I've not sat and watched yet. I jumped ahead to the one that interested me the most. I watched Long Gone Summer, the 30 for 30 about the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run race in 1998. Mm. And it was fine. Uh, yeah, it was fine. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I also watched something that's been on my Hulu uh, list for quite some time that I finally knocked off beginning of this week. I watched the Amazing Jonathan documentary. Oh. Do you know who you know who the Amazing Jonathan is? Yeah, yes? I know who the Amazing Jonathan is. <laughs> you said that, and you also said, oh, with a very distinct tone. You are not a fan, it sounds like. I mean, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> uh, just, it was, I saw it, it was so random... It was, without a doubt, one of the craziest documentaries I have ever mm-hmm. seen. Mostly in a good way. Rich kind of warned me. I guess he would seen it before, and he was like, it gets weird. Um, oh. You're never going to watch it. Nobody listening is going to watch it, uh, but I'm still going to talk about it vaguely. Uh, at one point, there are four different people making a documentary about him in this documentary. That's weird. And I didn't know do- he was so popular. He's not. <laughs> None of these people know they exist. <laughs> and the documentary becomes about the documentarian, the documentarian, like, not sure how to go about doing this. At one point, he to convince Jonathan that he's into the project, he smokes meth with him. <laughs> it gets crazy. That's really weird. It gets crazy. That's so uh, weird. It's it's not so much a take on like his history like you get some of that but it's mostly about the process. Check it out. You know, it, it's it's definitely if you're a documentary fan, it's something. It is it is an experience. So I I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, we also did watch something. We watched Space Force, which we haven't talked oh, about. That's right. On right. Uh, on this show. Um, so we watched Space Force. We kind of binged it over like a two days. Two-day weekend. maybe? Yeah, I think a weekend span. Mm-hmm. Um, my boss, uh, my boss Kevin, huge fan, uh, completed watching it for the third time yesterday. That's just crazy. Like, I like the show. Like, really the sh- was into it. The show was good. It was good. It definitely had shout peaks out to, and uh, valleys. TSF alumni. Yeah, shout out to Poonam Patel, um, who is one of the scientists on the show. She's been in multiple things. I My first ever... Uh, sketch or improv show in college. We were part of the same cast together. Sweet, hilarious woman. 
set the bar high for for all the philanthropy chairs in TSF. True. Um, um, also, she was the first philanthropy she chair. She was. And uh, the president of TSF when we joined the group. And, and our on our first my first improv teacher. improv teacher Jameson Led played Baxter, the guy who's like making all kinds of snide comments throughout the first half and then of the, like the season. Air Force traitor, um, I guess. So yeah, so it was fun to see two cool. people we personally knew, so personally know, who are on Facebook. Jameson so randomly likes pictures of our daughter when we like post them up just because he's um, an awesome guy. So, yeah, he's awesome. Um, and... So the show is very, very good. They, I wish they were doing more, but in a cast of Steve Carell and John Malkovich and Lisa Kudrow and, you know, everybody else. All um, we can do is hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed more. it. Like, I, I dug it. it was, I'm very, cool. I'm very... Uh, Looking for very much looking forward to a second season because mm-hmm. I feel like they'll hopefully work a lot of the kinks out uh, tonally and also like some of the aesthetic with like different directors. I got big name directors to do some of these episodes, yeah. But it, you could see like the differences, the differences sometimes. So maybe making it a little more consistent. Yeah. But I still dug it. I thought it so was yeah, good. Um, so yeah, that that was cool. Yeah. So watch that, motherfucker. Yeah, oh. Thanks. Thanks for. Sorry, I have to go to work every day. No, but you couldn't, you could like, when I asked you twice. I had to hey, pull so up my list watching? of TV shows, and that was on there, and I just had to delete it. You know, TV shows that I want to watch, because I'm trying to reorganize it under, like, how I'm going to mm-hmm. watch it. Um, so, I'm sorry, I actually have to go to work every day, so I, I, I'm not able to just sit there on my phone, because we're actually really busy now. Oh. I should have taken advantage uh-huh. at the start of this, and just watched everything while we were dead. But hey, you fucked up. I fucked up. I can admit it. It pained you. It was so hard. Speaking of fucking up, let's get into today's movie, huh? Ocean's Eight, and part of our wrap it up series. In Put ca- a bow on in it. In case you're new here, what are we? What we are watch... we? Uh, the official name is the wrap, the wrap it up, up series. Yeah. Better wrap that gavel up, B. We watch random movies every single week, and we have like five different gimmicks now. Normally, it's randomly drawing a movie or nominating movies back and forth. We also have contests and special episodes. We're also going to start having special series. This is our series. Excuse me. This is our series for wrap it up, where we go back and watch all the movies um, that are part of series or trilogies or sequels, whatever you want to call them, that we've already watched that either weren't out or we didn't own at the time. So, this is the, this is technically a sequel, because it is in the same universe as the Ocean series, which we did several years ago, I mean, like I've been doing, I believe that was one of the first things we watched, or either one of the last things we watched before we moved into this house, so I believe it was a 2015 series, I'm just talking in the hopes that you agree or disagree, yes. but you don't know, What? Don't care, um... We watched all the Ocean series. We watched them uh, not all in August 2nd, uh, I hope. That would be fucking terrifying. What, what year was it? August 2nd, 2015. What? I was right. Oh, yeah, no, I don't uh, The first one got a 7.5. The second one got a 3.75. And the third one got a 5.75 for a series average. But I don't think we've done a lot on a lot of other things. For a 5.67. So this is the all-female, which we will get to. Oh, we're going to get into that, huh? Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into that. Uh, sequel called Ocean's 8. I will read the box. And this, this is also the uh, the deciding it is. box in our uh, Road to 300. Uh, this much fun should be criminal. That's another thing, should be criminal. 
An A-list cast brings the glamour and smashing fun. <laughs> Stop looking all up in my mouth, man. Says Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. Five years, eight months, and 12 days. That's how long Debbie Ocean, Sandra Bullock, has been concocting the greatest heist of her storied career. It will require the best in the field, including her former partner in crime, Lou, Kate Blanchett, and a crew of specialists. Their target? $150 million in diamonds that will adorn the neck of a world-famous actress played by Anne Hathaway at the event of the year, the Met Gala. The plan appears rock solid, but it needs to be flawless for them to get in and get away. All in plain sight. It's fucking bullshit. Why didn't they have the name of the fucking necklace on there? What's the name of the fucking necklace? The Toussaint. You're... Which I would have fucked in the ass anyway, baby. Give me that win. So, why am I excited? Because... Bullshit. Because for the past 50 episodes, we were having a competition to see who's going to fuck up the back of the box reading the most. First time we did this, I lost. Because you only... cheated. I also lost... Fair you and square, and then I tried to cheat square. to come up with it, and You're I st- a still failed. Douchebag. This time, however, this time I demolished you one by four boxes. At one point, I was up seven, I think. Even let you get into it a little bit, but doesn't matter. Still dominated you, which means uh, that it resets. Uh, three hundred is is nothing. So three oh one is when we will start, and that means that I get to pick. The film series we watched, we've already been talking about it. The first time, you chose Beverly Hills Chihuahua. We watched three of those. And to be fair, I also read a lot more boxes than you the last time. Well, this time it was this time it was also 50-50. We it was exactly sure. 100% legit. Oh, and this time I didn't get to watch my child's play, but I'm going to get the next best thing. I have chosen the Leprechaun film series. I already mentioned it on the show, I think, a couple weeks ago. October is going to be Leprechaun Month here on Marriott Movies. There are eight. There are. I'm going to wrangle Tope into watching it with us. Sure. There are eight. We'll try to line up a couple of them. There are eight Leprechaun movies. I have had varying degrees of collections in my Amazon cart. I can finally purchase them now. So we will get to them. But October, we'll have four episodes, two Leprechaun movies each. (laughs) We're going to be so sick of this shit. Oh, but I can't wait. So already begin thinking. uh, I'm starting on episode 301 for the next series you would like to nominate. I already have mine. And I'm not allowed to pick... You can't pick anything that we own. And I'm not allowed to pick what I wanted to do for this one, right? What do you mean? No, 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 yeah, exactly. And I couldn't pick Child's Play again. No. So it has to be something totally different. So I just have to buy the Bring It On series now? No, 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 that's... That is not allowed, because I was not allowed to buy the Child's Play series, because you were stupid and bought it for me for Christmas. That, that's your problem. So, is what it is. Ocean's 8. Why are you such a dick, bro? Ocean's 8. We did not see in theaters. I bought it for you on Black Friday, because you wanted to see it, because you like the Ocean's movies, which is why we own the Ocean's movies, and I don't. I, I go back and listen to the episode five years ago. I just am not a fan of these movies. They are just all style and no substance to me. Um, so when I saw a, a sequel, an all-female sequel, which is the trend, we got into a little bit last week on Aladdin, that instead of creating original, thought-provoking, and deep stories for females... They've instead just expanded parts from pre-existing franchises and movies or just rebooted 
franchises with all-female cast. Ghostbusters obviously being the most famous one and the most, like, derided, even though I will watch Ghostbusters a hundred times over compared to this, because this was much more egregious and much worse, in my personal opinion. I did not like this at all. Uh, Way to bury the lead. Which, so I also want to be clear. So, a lot of the Wrap It Up series has been your dumbass movies. No! That, I'm sorry, what was the one that we watched really for me was Doctor Sleep and you loved? How many have we watched so far of yours that we, that suck? No, not all of them have just been for me. They've been for both of us. Pitch Perfect 3 was for both of us. You take that back right now, woman. What? This was just, one of my first notes was, oh, it's Ocean's 8 because women are two-thirds of men. <laughs> but seriously, you could have gotten 14 women? Why did it got to be eight? That's that's. Why did it have to be eight? That's terrible. You can't sit there and tell me that you enjoyed this. I mean, it was fine. That's all you have? Wait, let me pull my notes out. Why are you, what are you doing that your notes aren't up? What the fuck are you doing? Are you here? I was I was renaming the spreadsheet for the fuck ups for the next set. I had to I had to edit it. Um, Hi, man. podcasting partner. Give us your thoughts and opinions on the movie we watch on the movie podcast. It was boring. It was incredibly boring. It was boring. I I was hoping for more height, and and it it just didn't happen. Like. It was really formulaic in terms of it followed the same format as the first It's Ocean's movie. Eleven. Yeah, it was like exactly the same as the first but it movie. Does, it has a surprise twist, pow pow. It doesn't heighten anything But it either. doesn't heighten. Like in Ocean's Eleven, like that's the thing. It kept getting bigger and bigger. And I think that overall the acting is so much better in Ocean's Eleven because you have... George Clooney, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt. There's no slouches here. You have two-time Academy Award right. winner Kate Blanchett. Well, I said I think here. she's two-time. I said, you what have a Alexander great Bullock has won an Oscar. So Helena Bonham Carter's been nominated, I think. Anne uh, Hathaway's won an Oscar. Anne Hathaway's won an Oscar. Rihanna has Rihanna's won got some Grabby Grammys. Aquafina, critically acclaimed for The Farewell. Sarah Paulson, multi-time Emmy winner. Uh, not, yeah, Emmy winner, I Emmy. think. So mm-hmm. you, you got good people here. You know what I mean? I mean, Everybody I just, just seems bored. The material isn't exciting. In the first one, like you, like in Ocean Eleven, like you're talking about, like the like you had the Julie Roberts piece that like you made it personal, and then you had Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and George Clooney like arguing over that way. Had good supporting characters getting to do more. And this, my problem is like you had a lot of really good people involved, and there's no real character development. So like the right. e- like the end of the movie when they're going through like what each of them did with their massive winnings. Oh my god, I was it's like, like this quick like eight. Person I hated the neat montage. wrap up at the end where everyone is now. It's like it's overplayed. It was too tidy, and it, it just—I didn't care. No, you didn't care because you, you never didn't... had a—you never had like a conversation between two people where it's like, um, uh, just as an example, Aquafina. So she's what like basically like a, a not homeless, but she's a pickpocket, you know, street performer or whatever you want to fucking call it. And there's not a scene with her like explaining like, oh, I really want to like get my own place and like make something of myself. Right, it's like boom a at the end, she's on YouTube, whatever. No, the only thing you get from her is like making jokes about wanting a metro card and skateboarding there. Like, yeah, it it's it's 
It's right. really exactly like you'd expect if these female characters were in a movie with all men, they got the same amount of character development they'd get in a big cast with a bunch of people as they did right. just on their own together. Right. And I think that part of what made like the Oceans the Oceans 11, 12, 13 so, so great is because they did spend time developing... Each, Even if they didn't develop no, it, they got time. They got time, and like you like got Scott Kahn and right. what the fuck's his name? Say, the like, brothers and like them always fighting yeah. and everything. Like you and got their again, deal. Like you got everyone's yeah. deal. You got to spend time and see each of them in their elements. And here, they kind of tried to do that. They did it with like Rihanna and her sister, but like that wasn't necessary. <laughs> I don't think I have a note about that. Like that. But like that wasn't necessary. Like so, like you took time away to like shove in as much female empowerment as you could, which I'm all for, but I just, I don't think it was executed the best just, way it could have been executed. It's not fun and exciting. Everyone's there doing a job, is what it honestly feels like. The very first scene, which again, total, totally... dead. Oh, get, give me a second. Uh, the very first scene is the same thing as Ocean's Eleven, where she's at her parole hearing, and it's her getting out. And it's like, do something else. Like, do, I know you're trying to be like, like kitschy and cool and like showing it but then like Sandra Bullock is just everyone's like mumbling their lines you get mm. everyone's like kind of mumbling and like cause they think it's cool and it's like the caper mysterious type thing it's like yeah. no I just don't care now and I don't get any of this is is what I was getting at it's the just, entire time it is it's a exact like it's just a rehash of the others but more boring which sucks because it's 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 all women. It's women focused, and and I think that the line in this movie was really inappropriate. Um, when Sandra Bullock said, "A him gets noticed and yeah. a her gets ignored," and I, not inappropriate, very appropriate. I thought that that was spot on for this movie, and that hurts me to say. Mm-hmm. Like I think I don't know if you know anything about me and like what I'm passionate about in, like, my real life, not my podcast life, but in my actual, um, like, professional life, I'm really for, like, women empowerment and, and women leadership and trying to close the the um, wage gap and, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to empower women to you know, not take the first offer of their salary or be aggressive like a man and not have it make sense like like taylor swift the man song is like my anthem so it really hurts me to say these things because um i I really had high hopes for this movie and it made a lot of money it's not like it did bad at the box office made like 430 million dollars it was i think it was fresh on rotten tomatoes like low 60s like like that kind of it made money like it did well as it should because of the cast that it has, but I just think that there was no, not no chemistry, barely any chemistry between them. There were some. What's what a lot of the reviews and a lot of the things are pointing to is like positives and I was like, I don't get that I at all. Like Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock just had nothing. It's because I think that they kept wanting to make out with each other the whole like, time. And like, they, like, they weren't were referring they to it. They purposely made it ambiguous it from what I gathered. Ambiguous. I was like, are they lovers? Oh, so they were lovers. Were they lovers? They were on a break? Lovers? No? Yes? No? Huh? What? So, yeah. What? Everyone just seems disinterested. Not everyone. One person does not seem disinterested to me. Because 
she got to do what she does best. Anne Hathaway's the MVP of the movie. Anne Hathaway. By a country mile. Look, Anne Hathaway, I love when she, I love it and I hate it when she plays a bitch character. I love it because I think she's so good at it, but I hate it because she's so good at it. And Well, it's just like looking in a mirror for you. And See, by being look, a bitch. That's so fucking rude, man. Why you gotta do that? Because I was just gonna say, like, everyone always tells me how much I look like Anne Hathaway. And I always say, yeah, like, pre-makeover in The Princess Diaries. Because I think that's way closer for me. But in this movie, she's just so gorgeous. and Oh, yeah, she's beautiful. Beautiful. And I am nothing she's like She's the her. only one that seems like, to be having fun or is interesting or is giving a charismatic performance. Yeah, because she got to, to just have fun with it and play around with it. Um, but no one else, like, Aquafina is fun, but, but she does how she nothing. Always is. Sarah Paulson plays her character very well, but her character is just exhausting. Yeah. Like, doing whatever her fucking deal is. This, and I it wrote, didn't get her deal the whole way. I wrote, this is the Suicide Squad of female comedy capers. It is. No, <laughs> like, I it's think just, that's so appropriate. Like, 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 think of the Suicide Squad where, like, there's that 35-minute spiel where it's just like, oh, there's Boomerang, the man who can throw something around, or uh, there's Slipknot, or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> like, I think his name was Slipknot, wasn't it? Slipknot's that... Dead Knot. Metal band. Heavy I know, but I, I still think his name was Slipknot. No, it's Dead Eye. No, no, no! I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Adam Beach's character who gets killed in two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Don't you talk about Will Smith? No, 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 no. Um, um, oh, I'll, also, I th- I think that this was just also an excuse for them to dress sexy, beautiful. I when I think of the Met Gala, uh, Helena Bonham Carter's the only one who was dressed how I think they dress for the Met Gala. It's supposed to be outlandish. Bullshit. Yeah, it's like you show up to the Met Gala and you have like the hanging gardens of Babylon to it's, scale as a hat. Exactly. Or like, you know, well, like I just think of like the most like a iconic, bag of Cheez-Its. Well, I think of like the most iconic outfits like the last few years, like Zen- Zendaya when she actually had Cinderella. You could say anything right now, and I'd probably agree with you because that is that is she had so far outside of my like. I, house? I, I keep know. track of pop culture very well. Unless you're Shia LaBeouf that's got a paper bag over his head and everyone's making fun of you, I don't know dick about shit. But the Met Gala... I know the, I know what the oh. event is. And you know how they dress. I know they dress, but like I don't know the specifics. Joan Rivers is dead, so I, I don't have her to tell me who was doing stupid shit, you know? Not that I watched that or anything. I didn't. Your mom did. I don't care, probably. Um, but She sits there in her... Fucking pajamas. That's true. Like, what the fuck she to talk about? So, yeah, so Helena Bonham Carter is the only one who is dressed how I think the Met Gala is supposed to dress, like outlandish and ridiculous. Everyone else was dressed like they were going to the Oscars. Or like they're, or they're super wearing well, stuff expensive. I, I don't know if that's right. the trade off because I do, I do feel so, like that is something. Okay, maybe. I, I don't know, but that's fine. Oh, I, wait. Wait. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. We already did MVP. I thought we did LVP. I was like, oh, wait. I no, have a, I have a big ass MVP list. I do too. Uh, our LVP list, I should say. Uh, but yeah, the lack of depth in the characters is excruciating. It, yeah, when you get to the end of it, because it's but hard even to... throughout of it, because even with Sandra Bullock, so it's like, like the scenes that should be interesting. So the very first scene where she's um, like stealing things and trying to return it, and then leaving that, the the store with it, and I then checking into was... the hotel. It's I good character. That. It's good character like development that. to show like it's just habitual and it's just in their fucking DNA, 
And then, but the rest of it, like, they have the flashback of how she gets framed by this fucking... Unnecessary. This fucking Ken doll. And Unnecessary. And I didn't like the revenge plot. It's like, and they kept going back to it. Which, fine, I get it. He put you in jail, he framed you, put you in jail, whatever. You gotta get back at him. But you didn't have to keep going back to it. He was, he was mm. like a wet fish. Yeah. I didn't like watching nope. him. And then, and, then, and then it got into being old hat again because it's the same yeah. thing. It's not revenge, but it's... Like getting back who, at the person yeah. who stole well, his no, wife. Because the first one, yeah, it's, it's, it getting back in, it's getting back at Andy Garcia yeah. instead of Julia Roberts. Right. Um, right. So it's like kind of the same kind yeah. of thing. And the moving parts of like the actual heist and the gala are fine. It's nothing special. And then you just drape some random celebrities in there to be themselves and it's fucking worthless. And then worthless, the heist is over. Like Katie Holmes, worthless. Like Katie Holmes is fine. She was, She's not on my short list. She has one ugh, line. Ugh. I don't know what you have against Katie Holmes besides Nothing. the fact that she's not good at her job normally. But in this, she's fine because she, she was kept, kept to a minimum. What else is she supposed to do? Her job is to act. And she can't do that. So why is she an actress? She's not the worst part of this movie. She's one of the worst parts of the movie. She's not even the, the Fake bottom ass five. bitch. <laughs> Katie Holmes, like, steal your bicycle when you were a child or something? Yeah, so I never learned how to ride it. Oh, sure. Uh, and then the movie continues for 25 minutes once the heist is done. I liked I liked the ending of the heist with the boots were made for walking and they're all leaving. How like yeah they all leave and stuff. I liked that. I'm glad you said that because I had a note. I was gonna ask you what it meant and it just says boot scene. Cool. I'm past the point. <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't remember That's, for the life of the me. The boots were made for walking scene and they're all leaving the ga- the the gala and they're all, all wearing dressed and all wearing and, different parts of the fucking necklace yes, and everything. Yes. There's so many. Like I don't want to go down the rabbit hole oh, let's of do it. Ocean's Eight, let's of, do like it. of any caper movie, really. Let's do it. And like the holes. My only complaint but, is there was no bank robbery. So if there was Brinks, can't rely on them for shit. Oh yeah, uh, we have a hundred and sixty million dollar necklace. Oh, you're a different Brinks guy that I saw yesterday because that's what fucking Brinks is. It's a different fucking guy all the time, even when it's not supposed to be. There's just so many fucking holes and glaring. Con- not continuity, but just... Like, how did Mindy Kaling did- turn that handicapped bathroom with the changing table in it, which is good ADA compliance, but how'd she turn it into a workshop? With not just a workshop, with more fucking tools than, like, Geppetto if he had franchises. More tools than what your mom has in that duffel bag in more- her basement. <laughs> more... <laughs> 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 I got you. I got no, you. I don't have to add. That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> like, there are so many shots. Like, that bathroom's a blind spot. But you still see people walking right out of the, the fucking bathroom. Like, the camera shit doesn't fucking work. Uh, the, the, the magnet for the necklace, like, the, the, the necklace is being found in a fucking pond. Uh, the, the swerve and twist of Anne Hathaway getting it just by recognizing a face in a picture. And it's all, it's so fucking thin. And if you take even half a second afterwards or a second during it, it crumbles and falls apart. Like, it's just, it's awful. And then you have a second side plot or a second swerve on what they were actually stealing 
with a shitty toy boat in a moat. Boat in a moat. Uh, it's with cool they brought Zen back. The two Yen. people they bring back. Zen. Oh, I auto-corrected his Zen. Yen. I had auto-corrected Zen, so I said Zen. Uh, that was cool seeing him. And then you see Elliot Gould earlier on in the movie. But it's like, I would have really? rather had any of That's the other it. Guys. Apparently, Matt Damon filmed a couple of scenes and they got edited out of the movie. It's like... You can't have anyone overshadowing. I don't know what those scenes were. But I think you should make it a priority to find a way to put those in. Just like the Are whole movie. Are they deleted scenes on the I, I don't. I don't know. I don't see. I'm not putting that back in. Just like the whole time. So you referenced it earlier. I am so tired. The second time in this series we have covered a, a movie, a wrap it up movie. And the main character from the previous movies or series for that matter are not there and are explained to being not there by being dead. You could do anything else that Mamma Mia, Meryl Streep, oh, she's on a, a month-long cruise of relaxation. She's not going to make it. Danny Ocean, uh, we haven't heard from He's him. He's in prison again. Or, yeah, sure. Or him and Tess are off, um, you know, in Bermuda, you know, where there's no signal. I don't fucking know, but just don't stomp on everything you've built up over three movies by having he's dead. And also, I'm pretty sure the fucking date on that fucking mausoleum changed as well. I don't think so. I'm almost positive there's a kind of error where one time it's a 2018 the other one's a 2017. I'm almost positive it did. Uh, but we then... to put it back in. But then the movie has the we're balls... put it back in. The movie has the Watch balls it. also to, like, make you think because it's Danny Ocean, you never know. He's not the amazing Jonathan. And, like, <laughs> Is that thinking... the only reason why you watched no. that documentary? No. No, I watched it before we watched this. <laughs> Fine. He's not Andy Kaufman, and you think that he might be faking his own goddamn death, but they make you believe it. There's, like... He better be in there. They pur- Yeah, they better be. They purposely frame shots, like, the end of the movie to make you think, like, he could be behind her. When she's making the martini and saying, like, you really like it, and you almost think, like, he's gonna be like, I did. And then blackout. Like, it's just... It's so... It's so pandering, and it's such a slap to the fans of, if there are fans of this, because what am I invested in it? What do I care about her? Oh, she's a sister? Cool. I don't, you know what's funny? He never mentioned her once. She didn't come pick him up from jail. No! It just drives me fucking crazy. Um, we didn't get to one of my favorite parts of this movie. They also hammer home that he's dead several times. One of one of my favorite parts of this movie yes. is just watching your reaction when James Corden comes out. I didn't know James Corden was in this movie. Did you know James Corden was in this movie? I didn't. You didn't know James Corden was in this movie? This is the year of James Corden for this Married in Movies podcast. I I'll tell you what. I loved when James Corden come out, came out because you, for whatever reason, despise James Corden. I despise him in movies. So... I, I don't watch any late night television. If I do, it's highlights on YouTube. And I do... If I, anybody... I watched a couple of his like recurring bits, like the uh, carpool karaoke. No, not that horseshit. Oh. Uh, the spill your guts. Like I just like people eating gross shit and and telling stories. That's all well it is. I don't watch any of the Jimmy Fallon stuff. I like Colbert. I like Conan, but like I don't follow any of that stuff. I just think the only thing we watch religiously is uh, last week tonight. Last week tonight, with John I Oliver. think he's outkicked his fucking coverage in terms of being a personality so much because 
he is, you can just tell that he is a prostitute. He will do whatever it is, no matter what. I think we what. realized that when he came out in a cat outfit. He just, he's so untalented, but because he'll do anything. And he's a theater guy, and like he's British, so that kids checks off some boxes. He just gets fucking whatever. But he's an abysmal actor. And then you have the balls, the nerve, to have him be an insurance investigator? Nothing's gonna take me out of a movie. I just seriously hurt my throat doing that. Ow. Juice nothing, and water. Nothing will take me out of a movie even faster than I already am and I don't care than James Corden having some kind of authority. And then he's not even real authority because he's just chumming it up with Sandra Bullock saying he doesn't want to bust her. That whole fucking section. It's like, why is this still going on? Oh, no, Anne Hathaway's in on it. Just stop. And then they hired those old-ass actresses to pawn off all of the... All the broken pieces. Man, I want to see the... Brilliant. Sure, brilliant. Yeah, cool. Whatever. Um, They pulled a switcheroo. Like, exactly like in the first one. And everything's so overtly prepped. And the situations are just so fucking convoluted. And I hated the guy who played Cobb Blacker. We're going to get to LVPs in a second. He's on my list, just like James Corden's on my list. It's going to be one of those two, I think. Um, The Banksy scene. Quote, unquote. So let me get this straight. So they're at this museum, this highly guarded museum. Sarah Paulson walks over to the security guard and pretends to be lost. And in that scope of 10 seconds, Sandra Bullock has somehow changed this, like, Washington crossing the Delaware is what it was, right? I do believe that's correct. Into a women version. And it's already gathered a crowd. Yeah. What? And then they have to have a but meeting. But I'm pretty sure, about I'm pretty sure that all of the paintings, if you try to take them off the walls, I think that they're all alarmed. Not even. So, so I've been to the Chicago Museum of Art, the world famous Chicago Museum I've of been, Art, I've twice. Been the, I've, I've been, been to twice. the Met. Uh, I've been to the Metropolitan. I don't think I have. You have. Uh, but I've, I've been. I've been to one, probably one of the five biggest and best art museums in the country, the world, whatever you want to fucking call it. And on both those occasions, uh, one time. Uh, there was an alarm that went off because I've been my, to the my head and my nose apparently is too big as I'm leaning over looking at something and triggered whatever. And another time uh, when I went with Rich, we were filming a Podswoggle bit because we went into the Morton wing. So Rich was just pretending to be Ricky Morton as we were going through a bunch of stupid art shit. And someone came over within 20 seconds like, you can't record in here. But this, you can just take... A giant painting off the wall. Well, no. So, so, so. They never explained how it happened. I know they never explained how it happens, but I think that you have a misconception of how big things are. Because remember, the Mona Lisa is only like eight and a half by. That 11. was not a. This doesn't matter. It's a got a frame. It doesn't matter. I can frame something that's small. But it could be like tiny, like like a small. That was not. Did she maybe put it on top of it, like plaster it on? That's it? the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Did you just? Oh wait, never mind, guys. It's right here. We found it. Don't worry about it. And it's the impetus for them to have this big security meeting that they apparently knew when it was going to be held, so Rihanna can come in as a fucking janitor and put a goddamn monitor on a garbage can, so they know what's going to happen, so they can take every night. I gotta take a half point off this movie now after all this. <laughs> That's all? 
It's just so bad. I mean, there were some good parts. Give me three of them. I already did. I want to hear them again. I don't Rewind remember. it. Nope. Um, Anne Hathaway. Yep. Already uh, went over that. The, the boots were made for walking scene. Nope. Yeah, it was good when they all like came walking out in the nice dresses. That was cool. Um, um, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you go. <laughs> Let's let's decide LVP because I don't think it's going to be one. Uh, so I have two of the eight on my list as LVP. I wrote Rihanna just because I was like, expecting it, and then she mattered none. She was persona non grata essentially in this. Well, of course. Um, but she was she didn't embarrass herself, so it was, it was fine. Uh, I also have Sandra Bullock on the list just because she plays this so neutered. She's not exciting. There's no, there's nothing. I don't know if she's like trying to be as cool as George Clooney, but you're not. You're not playing to your fucking strengths at all. Mm. And it just made her so drab that it, it really hurt my overall enjoyment of the movie because I'm, I'm hoping, I'm anticipating some of the Sandy B charm and I get none of it. Yeah. Um, and that, she's the, she's the, she's, 1A in this movie. Ultimately, though, I go back to the two most prominent white dudes in this movie. Uh, James Corden and the guy who played Claude Becker, which is just just a fucking awful name. Um, it seems like you kind of want to go the Claude Becker route. Let me he pitch just, me. He just... Like I said, it was like a wet mop. Yeah, that's okay. yeah, he. He's he, just a fucking suit and tie. I mean, he was whatever. he was handsome, sure, but I mean, I just I just didn't like his delivery. I didn't like he's his a, swarminess because it wasn't like charming or like endearing. It was just like I guess that, I guess that was the point. Like you're supposed to not like him, but then. I don't know. Then he gets framed and you kind of feel bad. And no, not that. Then he gets framed and you don't feel bad. And I don't know. I just didn't like him. I just, He's just a fucking it was, uh, Anyone noodle. could have been in that. Anyone yeah. could have been in that role. And it would have been... Like like fun. no one could have been James Corden insurance investigator? I didn't think he did that. I, I think he did fine. It was all, fine. Everything that comes out of his mouth... Down. But I think it was toned down enough where he was more of the straight man. He had some zingers. But it still sounds like him just reciting lines. Like, he can't do anything that sounds legitimate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the guy. I'm going to give you Claude Becker. Because he was he was the, he was was going to be my pick Richard? until James Gordon... J- James Gordon. James Gordon <laughs> just showed up out of fucking nowhere. Richard Armitage mm-hmm. um, is the guy who apparently is like some kind of Shakespearean trained actor. Cool, oh, man. Cool. Well, yeah, not in this. Good job, bud. Um, so I guess Anne Hathaway ends up being one of the eight. The whole time I was like, there's only fucking seven of them. Well, yeah. She's the eighth. Rad. Uh, so she'd be number one. Let's power rank the eight real quick. Okay. 
Who you got number two? Um, in terms of like their acting ability, yes, or I like their else. skills no, in what the paper. I don't want to get oh. into the fucking minutia well, of I their characters. We were, the we movie didn't get into the minutia of their characters. Um, I think then, I think then the most tolerable for me would be probably Sarah Paulson. I, I'm. So my two, th- three would be Sarah Paulson and Aquafina in, in interchangeable order, um, and yeah. then you got Mindy Kaling as four. It's the first time you said Mindy Kaling's name tonight. Um, yeah, she she was fine. Yep. Uh, the most development like, you get from her is one scene where her mom or her aunt or her sister you don't know who it is is uh, complaining about the way she's disassembl- disassembling jewelry. No. At, she was not disassembling jewelry in that scene. What was she doing? She was she was grading. Grading it. Sorry, she was grading, grading the grading. diamonds. Got confused with the only other scene of note that she has later on in the movie. Or you got confused because you don't know shit about jewelry. Fuck, I know or about diamonds. jewelry. Nope. Nope. Worthless. And then a throwaway scene where like she gets Tinder explained to her. I liked. Great. I liked the Aquafina and and Mindy Kaling. Um, oh, they're 15 seconds they're, of chemistry? Yeah, I liked that. Cool. It was a 9500-minute movie. I liked that, though. I'm I glad, mean, you, you know, that. comparatively. So, one Anne Hathaway, two Sarah Paulson, three Aquafina, four Mindy Kaling. Bottom half, who we left with? We got Helena Bottom Carter, Brianna. I think then it would be her. She was herself... Like, she was just, like, crazy. A little too off the wall. Off the wall, but like her... I think that may have been what the character was written sure. as, Sure. That whole stretch also, like, when they, like, because she's the first one that's introduced beyond the principal, too. And then the whole setup of her, like, being this failed fashion designer, and they need to, like, like, why would Anne Hathaway care about that actress like taking a picture with her if she's fucking sucks and everyone is not. They didn't establish that that's the rival. Was that supposed to be actually Dakota Fanning? No, it was another actress. See, just like that wasn't supposed to be Anne Hathaway. Well, I know it wasn't Anne Hathaway. But Daphne Kluger. They didn't. They didn't explain all the way the actual rivalry between them, and that that I think would have helped because it that was. That was that was the. The red herring. Uh, uh, so Matt Damon and Carl Reiner were the two that were also that were cut out. So it wasn't just like two scenes with Matt Damon. It was one with Matt Damon and one with Carl Reiner. That so that relationship was the MacGuffin of the movie. So I'm just gonna ignore you. Um, Helena Bonham Carter would be five. I'd put. I put Kate Blanchett. She just and what was her? So they were watering down vodka. Yeah. I, I'm not making noise right now. I'm just moving my head. Oh, I'm so fucking dizzy. Shit, this movie's going to kill me. Oh, that's all it took? Is watching Ocean's 8. Shut up. I'm tickle your face. Um, sure. And then Rihanna said, I got Sandra Bullock 8. Honestly, I think she's the worst of the 8. Oh, wow. If I was naming anybody the LVP of the 8, it would have been her. She's just miscasted. Who? I, I don't know. Because they don't get to play that cool... The only Charlize Theron, I think, would be the perfect person. I see her playing that character very well in terms of like confident, cool, commanding of a situation. You know. Okay, I could see that. I, I, but I think she would have been better in Kate Blanchett's role. I mean, I think she'd be better. I but, think she'd I mean, be better in Kate. I think she'd be best suited though, being the ocean. 
I just think that it's really difficult because just, just the don't, just characters don't. weren't written well. I think yeah. more more than the acting, it was bad writing. Or just don't write a female George Clooney. Just just write right. that character right. being its own thing. Right. And Give then, her her own yeah. traits. And then ninety five percent of the movie, they decide. Like, 95% of the movie, they're, like, trying to figure out how to do it. They're not very good. And they're maybe, like, nerdy and clumsy or fucking, I don't know, whatever. Right. Or, like, they're avenging and then, their and brother's death. And then they turn death. it on. Like, I don't, something. Like, anything. avenging the brother's death by doing this, not it's a family business and, yeah. I think we've talked about this movie enough. How long has it been? Oh, too long. Um, if you could steal anything, what would you steal? Your soul. Funny. I already have it. No, if I could steal anything, a million dollars, what you mean? No, I wouldn't steal. I don't need to steal. What would you steal? A lot. <laughs> I'd steal everything. <laughs> but it's too much work. I don't want to plan for that. I'll just work hard and get the money to buy it. As if I can buy this house. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Score time for Ocean's 8. I don't remember for Wrap It Up who goes first. I read it, so you can go first. Oh, great. That's, that's awesome. That's exactly what I want to do. Go first on this fucking steamer. Um, While you're thinking, I do want to highlight all the celebrities that apparently cameoed in this movie. Uh, Anna Wintour, who they got a really lame Roger Federer joke in on. Uh, Zayn Malik, Katie Holmes, Maria Sharapova, didn't see her. Serena Williams saw her for a half a second. Kim Kardashian West saw her for half a second. Common, half a second. Adriana Lima, didn't even see. Uh, Kylie Jenner, you saw her tits walking through. Uh, Alexander Wayne. Kendall Jenner, same thing. Ira Glass, didn't see him. Gigi Hadid, Lily Aldridge. Olivia Munn got, like, one line. Jamie King, same thing. And then a bunch of people who I don't know. Heidi, no, Heidi Klum. Oh, yeah. Who had, like, the most. Just because she's speaking German, Russian, whatever the hell she she's speaking. German. Uh, yeah, really great, great, uh, great usage of all those people. Go ahead. Are you being sarcastic? Go ahead. I hope so. Um, man, it was, it was all right. Your visceral reaction to it has really changed my mind. Good, um, but good. it was boring. It just was really boring, and I could have done without watching it, and I was just disappointed. Um, I'm giving it a three. I'm also giving it a three. Yeah. I'm surprised you... I was really... I it sounds like you are going to go hopes. higher. I had high hopes, but I, I think um, that it, it set everything back. I also just remember the really, really pointless scene where they're all riding the subway together at the end and they don't say anything. Well, they get any was, character development. Just another part like of a montage were, it was, it leaving, was like when, celebrating. When in Ocean's Eleven, they all were around the fountain and they all left one by one without saying oh, anything. Because it's like a fucking rehash of it. That's the why worst idea ever is this wrap it up series. Because oh, there's going to be nothing but this. See, so. Because I really just wanted to so watch look, like Doctor Sleep and I right, really wanted to watch look, like a, like a couple this. movies and I didn't so really look at the let's list. Let's talk about who's had worst ideas. So this podcast is my idea. Well, I decided I with. proposed to you, so I win. Like to marry? Yeah, because yes. if you hadn't, I would have moved back to Miami and left you. Really? I was on the table? We had been together for five years before Oh my god, five man. years. K- kill me. I was about to. Uh, I'm looking at the list here of what we have left. So, so I, I came up with the mullets, which was a great idea. And you came up with this. So I think that I'm winning. Besides one movie 
the worst is over. There's one that's going to be bad. All but right, it's so like, what have we already done? Well, I'm, I don't want to go with, like, super done. So we've done, uh, well, I, I, the list I've already, like, truncated when I rewrote my book. All right, fine. I um, have it. But uh, have next it. for Wrap It Up is going to be a prequel. Here's what we've already done. Mamma Mia 2, that was the first one, right? Yes. Mamma Mia 2. Frozen 2. God damn it. Then we did... Amazing Spider-Man 2. This is horrible. Then we did Pitch Perfect 2 and this 3. This is horrible. Yeah, the worst is over. And then we did Doctor Sleep. Yeah, and then Ocean's 8. And then Ocean's 8. So it's a prequel. Um, it's going to be Solo. A oh, Star good. Wars story. Um, so we did the original trilogy. A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. We've done Force Awakens as well on the podcast before we went to go, before we did, um... Before we did... Before we watched The Last Jedi. We do not own The Last Jedi. We will not own The Last Jedi. So, we will not be doing The Last Jedi. Um, what are you looking at me like that for? Because I feel like we can't own everything but... We don't own the trilogy. The, like, the, the prequel trilogy. Well, yeah, because that's garbage. And we don't own Rogue One that I didn't like either. Garbage. So... Yeah, and I, I thought The Last Jedi was garbage. Uh, we will watch uh, The Rise of Skywalker just to put a bow on it, which we have not seen because, again, we have a three-year-old, and it's now on Disney+. Plus. So you're not going to hear us talk about Solo for one, two, three, four, five weeks. So we have a month. Basically, we have five weeks to watch uh, Rise of Skywalker. I will also go ahead and announce the movie that will be uh, after Solo, because um, just to kind of get us where we need to for the networks and doing those movies, uh, we'll be doing back-to-back wrap-it-up movies. And this is the movie I was referring to as, like, the last stinker, in my opinion, on the list, really. We'll be watching Pacific Rim Uprising. Because uh, I was such a fan of the first one, and I and I am such a great husband that I bought the sequel for you. I for love dirt cheap on Black Friday. The concept of the kaiju, and I'm well, so excited. Really glad, really glad. But that's not next week's episode. Next week's episode is episode 300 in our IMDb City series. God. City of God will be the episode. We'll probably be watching that uh, sometime in the next week. We're we're basically ahead a week uh, from when we're when you're hearing this. Um, so yeah, got a lot of fun, exciting things planned for you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you as always to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio, as I mentioned earlier, for that network series. We're going to finish Stacked at some point. We should probably do that sometime in the summer when there's nothing on television. Just throw it on and fucking get it done with because we committed to doing it. God damn, we got to do it. Married with Movies at gmail.com, at Married W Movies on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Married with Movies. Anything else? No. I'm not, I, I, no more am I buying you sequels to things that I know are going to suck. Because this whole thing has just burned me to a crisp. Okay. So you, if you want them, you go fucking buy them yourself. All right, I will. I'm going to start buying all the movies. Just watch. You're going to love it. For Mullet. Gotta love something. This is Mullet signing off for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. I'm kidding. You know I love you. You better. Yeah, I got a choice. Yeah, you stuck. I'm very stuck. We got a lot more movies. We got a lot of movies.
I'll just get married to somebody else. As if you could. Too much work. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.